From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about discipline in this part one series of the necessary requirements to overcome anxiety. What do you need to incorporate within your personality to develop in order to break the shackles of your suffering to get out of this anxiety loop? The first thing is discipline. What is discipline? Why is it necessary? And what are disciplines that you need to implement in your day-to-day? Because remember, anxiety disorder There's a lack of order. Discipline is order, right? So I'll get into that more in today's episode. But before I dive in, I want to go over your comments on previous podcast episodes. And starting with last week's episode about diet, I don't talk about diet enough on this show. It's important because I think our gut is our first brain. What we put in there determines how we feel determines the energy that we have and how well we're feeding the cells in our body, how we can use food to heal ourselves. And you guys found it to be useful. I'm grateful for that. And I want to read your comments, starting with Clinton. I started a low-carb diet two months ago, and in the first two weeks, my brain fog disappeared. I truly believe in this way of eating. Great episode. Yes, Clinton. I, 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 That's actually why I started the diet. It wasn't because of my weight. It was because that, that also had a little bit to do with it. But it was mostly I wanted to feel the best. The brain fog especially was brutal. Therese Day says, The best way to start this diet is to first cut out all sugar, grains, and vegetable oils. Yes, great. Great. I, I agree. Mary says, it's wonderful to hear a podcast full of practical and useful tools. I recommend this show to anyone who is looking to heal and improve their life. Well, thank you, Mary. And so let's dive in to discipline, the first requirement. There's no particular order. I'm just making it a, a, a generalized series of the requirements. And I'm starting with discipline because we have to sacrifice the impulsive tendencies right now in order for the future you to improve and to heal and to be better than they were. To understand the disciplined mind, let's look at a cable A cable is strong, sturdy, reliable, composed of many small wires woven together. Each wire is as important to the next. One wire at a time builds an almost indestructible, unmovable object. That's the cable. 
That is the foundation of someone who is well-disciplined. Many healthy and powerful micro-actions that make up the totality of that person, a well-disciplined individual. Each one of these micro-actions was and still is well-practiced within them. They continue to practice them because they understand that if they wean themselves off the path, they lose the skill, they lose the discipline, and their mind starts to get weaker. And those people see their mind getting weaker when they start to dabble into old, unhealthy habits. You have to define what's unhealthy in your life. You have to admit to yourself, yeah, these habits aren't working for me because of these reasons. You have to be specific. Specific, I can't even say that word. You have to be specific in order to recognize what's not working and to change what's not working. The foundation of an anxiety sufferer is built upon sand. There are many unrealized micro-actions that are toxic, weak, and that support a dependent personality. And when I say unrealized, well, I say that because the more you practice toxic behaviors, the more you believe that is who you are, that you need them or it's what's required to cope with life. And when you start to change those habits, even if they are toxic habits, you will find that there is resistance because the unconscious mind then says, these are habits that I'm not familiar with. So let's go back to the other ones that you are familiar with. To live properly, you need to be specific in what does not work. Take porn addiction. For me, when I watched a video of someone who is 500 days porn and masturbation free, I was perplexed because I just witnessed a world that was unfamiliar to me, that was way outside of my routine and my patterns and my programming. I was dumbfounded. This guy has gone 500 days without porn. Oh my God. I thought it was silly. I thought it was unnecessary. But a seed was planted in my brain. And then I asked myself, could there be a world outside the world I am in? A world without porn? You can live that way? Well, I have to know more about this. This is strange. But something pulled me towards this. It's like an unconscious truth that has been buried for a long time. And the world of pornography was all I knew until my guilt rose up 
my inadequacies rose up while I was watching these people go 500 days, a 1,000 days without porn. A truth within me that I repressed for more than a decade rose up. A voice that once said, this isn't right. When I first started to watch porn when I was at a young age, I, I, I remember there was this voice saying, this isn't right. I don't feel the greatest when I do this. I feel weak afterwards. I feel drained. I feel guilty. But the more I watched porn, the more I repressed those feelings and the more that routine and that behavior became my pattern. So that voice that once said, this isn't right, re-emerged like the swamp thing rising from the muck. It came about from my unconscious mind because while I was watching these men on YouTube, I couldn't hide from the truth or I couldn't hide from my own vulnerabilities. And the fact that I told myself I can't do that means, wait, wait a minute. Does that mean I'm chained to this behavior? I don't want to be chained to this behavior. I don't want it controlling me. I want to be in control. And what occurred to me from these men on YouTube was by sacrificing instant gratification right now, the future you could benefit in many ways. For these men, their social anxiety improved, their confidence improved, energy and the small pleasures were greatly magnified in their life. They no longer feel chained to an uncontrollable impulse. And that's what I wanted. I felt like there were these urges, impulses, behaviors that were running the show. And I was feeling automated. I wanted to be in control. I wanted to march to the beat of my own drummer. To be independent is to be disciplined. To be mentally tough is to be disciplined. When you continue to do things that you do not want to do, so habits that the old weak you would avoid, like meditation, exercise, eating a strict whole foods diet, you control the mind rather than it controlling you. And by sacrificing those impulsive tendencies now, the future you greatly benefits. Oh, I'm going to sacrifice Netflix tonight for a good night's sleep. And then tomorrow, how do you feel? You feel great. And then you start to say, hey, that good night's sleep, man, that was worth way more than watching Netflix. There is this voice within you that tries to get you out of difficult tasks. For example, before I go into a cold shower, my mind says, hey, Brad, don't go in there. Sometimes I don't even recognize the voice. 
I'll convince myself to do other things rather than to go into the cold shower. But I bypass that mind because that is the voice that has been keeping me in my past from doing rewarding things, from stepping outside of my comfort zone. So I bypass that voice by just going right into the cold shower. I'm doing it anyways, even though I feel tired, even though I feel cold and doesn't matter. I'm going in there and that's that. Or I'm waking up at 5.30 every morning, even though I'm tired or even though I didn't get a good night's sleep. It doesn't matter. I'm getting up. Why? Because I understand that there is a voice within me that can prevent me from reaching my higher self. Or it, it can pull me back into old patterns. That's the better way of looking at it. There's a voice that can pull me back into my old ways. And I understand that. And the fact that I bypass it means that I don't want to listen to that voice. Just because it's there, it doesn't mean it's right. By doing the difficult tasks, you then think, I am capable of more than I thought I was. So when you go to work, even though you feel tired or unmotivated, and you go there and you accomplish your tasks anyway, you think those thoughts, oh, I'm capable of more than I thought. Because people who avoid situations, when you feel, when they feel tired, when they are unmotivated, they start to shrink their world smaller and smaller. When they go to that job with that slight headache, the dragon is going to be much bigger than it, it could be. You won't experience this new side of you, the side of, hey, I'm capable of much more. If you take the path of comfort, the path of least resistance, the path of resistance is where you build a strong foundation. That's where you confront your fears rather than avoid them. So start your day off with something that challenges you, a routine. For me, it was just waking up at 6, and then it became 5.30. Now I get up at 5.30 every single day. That was a challenge. I always got up at 10, 10.30. Now I get up really early. That's a challenge. The fact that I can do that, it motivates me, and it fuels me towards the other challenges that could potentially come during the day. Also, meditation, journaling, taking that cold shower, it builds on your strength and your momentum. And it sets you up for what's ahead later today. It's always better to prep for the dragon encounter rather than it's surprising you out of nowhere. That's when the dragon eats you. But when you set 
your armor, your sword and shield properly, then you can have the confidence necessary to defeat that dragon when it does pop its head. Living without structure is chaos. It's disorder. Anxiety, disorder. Order requires discipline. Do you want to live day by day floating around in uncertainty? I don't know what to do next. I don't have an aim. I don't have a target. Well, make one. What do you want? I want to live more peacefully, to be free of my symptoms, to live more independently. (laughs) Okay, well, start with micro routines. And I always say, have a mentor, because you need a model of someone who is living the way you want to live. You want to study that person. What do they do every day? What are their routines? Do they watch Netflix? How much do they exercise? Do they meditate every day? I don't know. Who are these people? Uh, For me, I found somebody who spoke the same language I spoke when I was suffering from anxiety. They overcame anxiety naturally through gradual steps. And I started to implement those steps. The micro routines. You change one routine Your day gets 1% better. And if you get 1% better each day, then your life a year from now, it will be unbelievably different. Unbelievably different. And so as you implement these strategies, reflect and Reflect upon the person you used to be. Now, I am more than three years porn-free. Three and a half years. And I got here because of one day at a time. Because it was a battle against me versus me. And I started to see a life without it and the life without porn was a better life everything around me my relationships the small things the small interactions with me and my fiance magnified the kissing the hugging the small things because i wasn't bombarding my dopaminergic system with artificial stimuli. And you have to step into that new world in order to see a world without the previous actions. So those small things, waking up every day, it is a mountain to climb because Your body has to get used to the new routine. Getting up at 6 a.m. was a hard thing for me to do. But once my body adjusted and my circadian rhythm 
adjusted, I felt way better than how I used to feel waking up at 10. To pinpoint the toxic micro routines within your life and to bring them up into awareness, you have to ask yourself this question, what things am I doing daily that I would like to stop but can't seem to? Write it down and start with that one thing. And you're not going to like the answer, believe me, because your unconscious mind doesn't want you to change it. It wants to run autom- it wants to run you automatically. It wants to take the path of least resistance. And the path of resistance is to change this behavior. But you have to. You have to burn off the parts of you that aren't working in order to build upon the better you for the future. Lastly, I want to mention time. I want you to use time rather than it using you and you running away from time like Captain Hook. He's this unconscious, fearful tyrant who doesn't want to acknowledge his own mortality. But you have to look at time as a tool. Hey, if I work on myself one day at a time and I get 1% better each and every day, a year from now, I will be in a totally different place. Time isn't a threat as I thought it was. For me, time was a threat. I thought time was passing me by. I thought time was so unbelievably scary because I was stuck in a anxious, catastrophic cycle and I felt like I wasted all of my 20s because I see all the people around me progressing and improving their lives and I'm here, well, smoking weed and playing video games. But you can use time and build upon that friendship with time. What you can do is say, I am going to use time now, going forward, one day at a time, to improve myself. Because I know that, or maybe you don't, a year from now, if I just keep doing this, what do I have to lose? I already know all the other strategies I've been doing, they weren't working for me. So let's do this. And you have to take that leap of faith. You have to trust in your mentors and trust in a power greater than yourself. Sort out the little things first within the confines of your world. Sort out your room. Sort out your home. Sort out those micro routines, actions, the words that you use every day. Change those. You might have to change your posture. You might have to change the words that you use to avoid words that make you feel weak and to adopt new empowering words, to work on a program to overcome the chaos that you're in, 
to build on routines. Do these little things. And you will realize they're not so little because you will be a totally different person a month, two months, two months, a year from now. And that's where I'm going to leave you on this podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep re-listening to the episodes. Take notes because this is what's required to overcome anxiety. Do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.